Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for Likutei Halachas. Yoradei Chelik Sheni, Hilchos Chodosh, Halacha Gimel, Paragraph Gimel. We dedicate the learning today Leilu Nishmas Binyamin Benish Ben Chaim, whose yard site is today on the 16th of Cheshvan, and Leilu Nishmas Eliezer Reb Nosson Yaakov Yentefratel Bas Reb Yishuarye. Zahavaleya Bas Rabavrom, Tsipkarivka Bas Hillel, and all the Nishamois, all the Nishamois of the Niftorim that need an Eloi Nishamo, and for a complete Rafua Shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Bas Galia, Rochel Bas Galia, David Ben Behia, Shendel Bas Leia, Avram David Ben Chana, Shlomen Isim Ben Mazel, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rochel, so Rocho Basius Behendel, Avivalan Basius Bendel, Gitgenendel Basipoira, Libelea Basipoira, Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, Michal Sora Bas Hadasa, David Leib Ben Shena, Avigail Brocha Bas Shirad Voira, Shloimoi Ben Rivka Sprinza, Boruch Mordechai Ben Tali, Ruvein Mordechai Ben Chana, Bas Yekela Bas Amalia Malka, Yehudis Nechama Bas Miriam, Fruma Bas Genessa, Elisheva Bas Soro, Aviva Chaya Bas Estemindel, Gitalea Bas Frumit, <coughs> Moishele Ben Chana Brindel, Daniel Boruch Ben Soro, Menachem Ben Rishabasha, Yentes Soro Bas Chanarus, Yehudis Ruchama Bas Chavarus, Besoich Shar Choyle Yisroel. Rav Nosenzal continues. Vialkein ikra hascholas kabolas atoyro hualidei oimer soyrim. Based on what we've been discussing here, we'll understand why the what really starts off the preparation for receiving the Torah on Shavuos is the oimer soyrim, that count of forty-nine days, which begins from the day the sixteenth of Nisan when the oimer soyrim was brought. Because that's when we're really starting to prepare ourselves to receive the Torah. We start the count of seven weeks in preparation for receiving the Torah. Because our success in receiving the Torah is dependent on this. It's all about subduing the body, and elevating and strengthening the soul, which is Odom, which is the Torah, as Rabbi Nezal says over there in chapter 37 in Likut Imran, which this halach is based on. And this is why it's forbidden for us to eat from any of the five grains of the new crop until we first bring this Oymer Soirim as a korban. This elevates and sanctifies all of the bread, all kinimtiku hagvurais. Because as we explained in the previous year, Soira is associated with Menatzbach, which is Gvurais. By bringing this Korban, we sweeten all the Gvurais, 
all of the midasadin vo'olin mibehemul adam, and we rise up, we come out of the status of behema into the status of adam. As a result of us bringing this korban Tashem from barley, which is the Gemara refers to as animal food. Because again, this is a major focus of ours. To subdue the body, to make the body subservient to the soul. That the animal should be subservient to the human. So that we end up serving Hashem with our body and soul together. The body is subservient to the soul and following the instructions of the soul. So that the body will also be converted into soul, meaning it'll follow the path of the soul. And together they will bring up a sweet aroma to Hashem, a nachas ruach. We mentioned in the past that the word nichoyach, nun ches, vav ches, without you, the nun ches is the first letters of the words nachas, and the vav ches is the last two letters of the word ruach, Nachas Ruach means a satisfaction. Kimoi ho'oymer so'irim, just like this korban of barley, shehumaycha behemo, she'oyle l'ashem, which is animal food, and we're elevating it as a korban t'ashem. Fo'oz daiko yecho'ilan lecho lechem. And once we've brought this korban, this oymer so'irim, now we're permitted to eat bread made from the new grain crop. Because by bringing this korban, we sanctify all the bread and elevate it from the status of behema to odom. From body food to soul food. And then the bread that we're going to be eating attains the status of mon, shehu svias hanefesh, which means something that satisfies the soul, a, a spiritual item. Ki ikar halechem hu chameshes dogon, because we know that real bread is when it's made from these five grains, wheat, barley, rye, oats, and spelt. Shehem daikon ikroem lechem, that's called authentic bread. Shemezan Zion Umisid Soid, which the Gemara says is what satisfies a person. Shehu Iker Chius that's the main source of life and strength for a person, these grains. Vialkain Heim Chameshes Minedogon, Keneget Chamisha Domim, Chomesh Bechinosh Yesh Lanefesh, Chomesh Oisios Menatzbach. And therefore, this is also why there are five types of grains corresponding to the five types of blood, corresponding to the five aspects of the nefesh, corresponding to the five letters of Menatzbach. All of this we touched on in previous shurim here. V'alkein ikr kedushosam tluya b'hakrova And therefore, the main elevation and turning into holiness of all of these grains is dependent on bringing this Oymer Soirim. 
by bringing this korban, we sweeten any of the negativity, any of the judgment of the five letters menatzpach, v'nimtak hadin, and the midas hadin of Hashem is sweetened, v'nichna bechinas behema, we subdue the aspect of behema, v'oilen mi behema la'odam, and we rise up from the status of behema to the level of odom, mi guf l'nefesh. V'oz halechem bebechinas mon, and once that korban has been brought, now any bread that we're going to be eating is in the status of mon. It's holy like the mon was holy. V'yalkein tekev kisheposak hamon hikrivu Yisrael ho'oimer v'oz ochlu And this is why we find a very interesting point. We know throughout the time that the Jews were traveling in the desert, they had mon. When they entered into Eretz Yisrael, the mon stopped. Hashem wanted us to start eating from the crops of Eretz Yisrael. The first thing the Jews did was they brought the Oimer Soirim, the Oz And after that, they ate from the grains of Eretz Yisrael. as it says towards the beginning of the Sefer Yehoshua, Vayoichlu Bnei Yisrael me'avur ha'oretz, the Jews ate from the produce of Eretz Yisrael, mimochoras ha-Pesach, from the day after the first day of Pesach, meaning the, on the 16th of Nisan, which is kiloi hoyel of Yisrael mon, because the Jews no longer had mon. Hainu kanal. This fits beautifully with what Rav Nosnazal just explained. Ki hamon nifsak beyoyim ho'oymer daiko. The mon that was raining down on the Jewish people throughout their travel in the desert stopped, was terminated on the day that the Oimer Soirim is brought. Specifically, So that as soon as the mon was terminated, now the Jews are going to be eating from the new crop of grain in Eretz Yisrael, which became permissible to them by bringing this Oimer Soirim. Kizeh halechem shehutar alidei Oimer hu gamkein bechinas mon, bechinas svias hanefesh. Because this new bread that was being made from the new grains in Eretz Yisrael, as a result of having already brought this korban Oimer Soirim, this new bread is also in the category, in the status of mon, which satisfies the soul. Because we, the Jewish people, are not supposed to be eating bread unless it's in the sta- it has this status of mon, this holy food. Because the Gemara says Hashem only gave the Torah to those who eat mon. So we want to try to always be eating mon. question in the chat, <clears throat> are a person's emotions also included in the goof in the body that a person has to subdue and suppress, particularly for women, <clears throat> ruling, over our, ruling out emotions can be much more difficult than ruling over bodily passions? <clears throat> the answer is that there's, there's the heart and the brain. Generally, we, we, we refer to the heart as the seat of the emotions. You know, you, 
stone-hearted, soft-hearted, that kind of thing, and all the other emotions that play out in the heart. The Torah teaches us that a Jew is supposed to, a Jew is allowed to have emotions. However, it's important that the brain should be over the emotions, that, that a person should be able to control the emotions and, and be able to regulate the emotions based on Hashem's guidance, based on the, the, the guidance of the Torah. So the, the emotions aren't necessarily, they're not necessarily a physical thing, they're a mental or spiritual thing. However, again, this concept of the moyach and the lev, we say, You will understand and convey to the heart, so that usually it's preferred that the brain comes first and then the heart, guiding and controlling the emotions of the heart. So is the brain ruling over the heart the same as the soul over the body? To a degree. It's not identical, but it's a similar concept. Paragraph Dalid. And this will also explain why in addition to bringing this offering of the, of the barley, which was the Oymer Soyrim, there were other carbonoids that were brought together with it. As it says <coughs> towards the end of Chumash Vayikra, <coughs> that on the day that you bring this Oymer Soyrim, you will bring additional sacrifices with it to accompany it. Because as we learned earlier, each one of the sacrifices, the animal sacrifices that were brought in the Mishkan or the Beis HaMikdash, were also an example of elevating from Behema to Adam, from Guf to Nefesh. As Rabbi Nezal discusses this over there in chapter 38 in Likut Imran regarding the, the mitzvah of Shechita. Rabbi Nezal shows there that even when a person shechts an animal outside the Beis HaMikdash for personal use, there also, through the mitzvah of Shechita, we are elevating <coughs> the nefesh that's in that animal from the status of Chai to the status of Medaber, from Behema to Adam. Mikolshkein, how much more so, alidei korbonois asmon, when we're slaughtering animals and bringing korbonois in the Beis HaMikdash, for sure, for sure, this is being accomplished. Because this is really the main and most important intention in all the carbonis that were brought in the base of Mikdash. To elevate the soul from the status of Chai to Medaber, from Behema to Odom. Both the status of the animal that's being brought and the person who's bringing the animal. We know that when we commit sins, we drop down to the status of behemoth. And by bringing a korban in the base of Mikdash, the animal and us get elevated from behemoth to Adam. Al-Kain, Sorech, Lohavi, Korban, Behema. 
Therefore, in addition to the Oimer Soirim, we bring carbonos of animals, because by doing this, we once again subdue and suppress the behema, the body, and elevate the nefesh in there to the status of Odom. Bebechinas, as it says in the beginning of Chumash Vayikra, Odom ki yakriv mikem korban lashem min ha-behema, min ha-bokoro, min ha-tsoin korban You want to be an Odom? By sacrificing a korban tashem from behema, from bokor, from tsoin, you will become Odom. Kalidea korban oila mi behema Odom. Because by bringing these sacrifices in the base mikdash, we rise up from the category of behema to Odom. V'alkein lo yotzu Yisroel mimitzrayim at shehikrivu hakorban pesach tchila. And this will also explain why leaving Egypt required first bringing a korban, the korban pesach. Ki ikar hachnoas hamitzrayim hoyo alidei hakrovas hapesach. Because the, 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 that final punch that defeated the Egyptians was, to, to a large degree, was bringing this Korban Pesach. Kalidea Korban Pesach, Nichna Haguf, Bechinas, Behema, Vachoymer, because as Rabbeinazal explains over there in Likutia Maran, chapter 38, by bringing a Korban, we subdue the Guf, the Behema, the Choymer, the darkness. Sheshom Nechosen HaMitzriim. That's where the Mitzriim were connected. Vechol Ho'akum and all the other nations. Venisale HaNefesh Bechina Sodom. And we elevate the soul to the level of Adam. Shezeh Iker Yitzias Yisroel Mitzrayim. That's really what the Jewish people leaving Egypt was all about. V'yalkein Koi Nemeshiyotsam Mitzrayim Hoyomakas Choyshech Mitzrayim. And therefore, one of the final plagues that hit the Egyptians before the Jews left was the plague of darkness. Because Rabbein Hazal says there in Likut Imran that the body is associated, corresponds to behema, corresponds to darkness, compared to the soul which corresponds to human, which corresponds to light. Shezehu bechinas misa v'chayim, which are also the two concepts of death and life. As Rabbi Nassau over there in the beginning of that chapter lays out these two columns, as we mentioned earlier. And this is why Hashem struck the Egyptians with this plague of darkness. And the Torah tells us that while there was darkness for the Egyptians, there was light for the Jewish people. This is to show us the major difference between the Jews and the Egyptians. Each one received what's appropriate for them. The Egyptians, who are these idol worshippers, who, who, who their entire life revolves around satisfying their bodily pleasures, 
שהוא בחינס חושך, מיסו, which is associated with darkness and death, אל כן הויו להם חושך גודל כפול ומכופל. That's why they were given this super darkness. כי הם חשכס הגוף והחומר, because they are associated with the darkness of the body and, and just physical matter. ונשארו במה שנזדבקו, so that they remained with what they attached themselves to, ורודכו אפרוב, and what they chase after. They chase after physical pleasures. Here's your physical pleasure. This is what it really is. It's darkness. וישראל קדושים, whereas the holy Jewish people, שקידשו עצמם, who purified themselves, והכניעו הגוף לגבי הנפש, and we try very much to subdue the body, to make the body subservient to the soul, Therefore, for the entire Jewish people, for them, it was light. That shows the concept of the soul dominating the body. The soul is light and life. ועלכן בשלושס ימי אפלו מסו כל פושעי ישראל שלא ירצו לא צייס ממצרים. And this is also why the Medrash tells us <coughs> that during the three days of major darkness all the Jewish sinners who refused to leave Egypt they didn't believe it was possible and they didn't want to leave they died during those days. היינו כי אלו הפושעי ישראל שנשתקו בחשכס החומר והגוף כל כך עד שלא ירוצו לא צייס מגולס מצרים שיגולס הגוף כנ"ל meaning these major sinners who got so steeped in darkness in the darkness of, of materialism and bodily, pleasure, bodily things all the, to the point where they didn't want to leave Egypt They didn't want to leave this bodily exile. This is why they died during these three days of extreme darkness. Because darkness goes together with death, goes together with the body. Because so long as we don't purify and sweeten the gvurais of the nefesh, da'aynu kol zman she'ein nichna legamri, ha'guf legabri ha'nefesh, so long as we don't succeed in really subduing the body, so that the body is 100% subservient to the soul, azai me'urovim yachad koiches ha'guf ha'nefesh. So therefore the body and the soul are mixed up together, sort of. Both of them are, 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 have power, have control. This is a concept of a mixture of good and bad. And that enables the idol worshippers, the Goyim, to be able to draw energy because they also draw from the body. Because of the fact that the soul has not yet been purified completely from the control of the body. However, then, when the Jews were leaving Egypt, 
when Hashem had performed incredible miracles through Moshe Rabbeinu, and the Jewish people at that point were successful in subduing the body, getting their body completely under the control of the soul. The physical matter being under the control of the healthy shapes and formats. To the point where all 600,000 Jews were zeichet to a spirit of divine prophecy, whereby Hashem communicated with the Jewish people face to face at Matan Torah. That's therefore when the Jews were leaving Egypt. The, the body became completely, the soul became completely purified from any hold, any control of the body, with the body which is associated with the Egyptians. And therefore all of the darkness and death went to the Egyptians and to those major sinners who refuse to leave Egypt. They are associated with, you know, whereas to the rest of the Jewish people who are associated with nefesh, soul, light, life, for us, there was light. At that time that the, the Egyptians, these others, experienced darkness, we experienced light. Because each one was left with their portion, meaning what they choose for themselves. You choose to favor your body, to have the body in control? Okay, here you go. Here's, here's body, here's darkness, here's death, here's behemoth. And this is why the Zohar Kodesh tells us that the Jewish people at that time were privileged to receive a very, very, very great light. Because it's brought in the Tikkun Zohar, that during those three days of pitch black darkness, for the Jewish people, Hashem shined upon us some of that light of the future. Hainu Kanal. This fits beautifully with what we learned earlier. Because of the fact that the soul of, of the Jewish people at that time had been purified and rose to dominate the body, this is what made it possible for Hashem to reveal some of that light of the future. Without any association with darkness whatsoever. Which is associated with the body. Because their souls at that time had been purified completely from bodily control or from darkness. All the darkness was left for the Egyptians, who are associated with the body.
Any questions? Paragraph hey. And with this, we'll also understand the final plague in Egypt, which was the death of all the firstborn of the Egyptians. During which the blood of the Korban Pesach was involved, where the Jews, Hashem instructed the Jews to take some of the blood of the Korban Pesach and place it in their doorway, on top and on the two sides, as a sign that this is a Jewish home, don't touch. None of the firstborn here should be killed. This is what, what prepared for Hashem to skip over the Jewish homes when he, he killed the firstborn of the Egyptians. This again fits beautifully with what we saw earlier. Because bringing the Korban Pesach is an example of elevating the soul from Behema to Adam, from Guf to Nefesh, from Choshech to Oyer, from Misa to Chaim, from Shikha to Zikoran. That whole list of the two columns that Rabbi Nezal prepares over there in chapter 37 on the Kutimran. And therefore, that's when the Jews were taken out of Egypt. And the Jewish people were purified and refined. The Jewish people who are the concept of the Nefesh. From the impurity, from the exile of, of Egypt and the other nations. Shehem Bechin Azguf, they are associated with the body. Vialkein Bechoyre Mitzrayim Mesuaz, and this is why the firstborn of the Egyptians died then. Ki Bohem Sholto Hamisa, Shibchin Azguf, Choshech, because the, this plague of death ruled over them. They who are this concept of. <coughs> The death, which is this concept of guf and choishech, v'Yisrael kiblu chayim v'oeras, whereas the Jewish people received an infusion of light and life at the same time. Kihein bechinas nefesh, because the Jewish people are the concept of the soul. Ki zochu shetisala hanefesh shalaguf, because that was one of the times when we were zeched that the nefesh dominated, took over the guf. That's the concept of bringing the Korban Pesach. This is what enabled us to leave Egypt. As the Pesach says, Hashem said, I, told, I said to you at that time, with your blood you will live. Rav says, look at the wording here. Specifically with your blood. This refers to the two mitzvahs that the Jewish people fulfilled at that time, which was the Korban Pesach and the mitzvah of being circumcised. This is related to the five types of blood which became purified and rectified when the Jews left Egypt, Kimuva, as the Arizal discusses this 
in the pre-Eitz Chaim, in, in, in the beginning of his discussion about the holiday of Pesach. Sheheim bechinas chomesh oisiyos menatzbach, kfulim. They correspond to the five letters of menatzbach, which are doubled in the Aleph Beis. Shemishom bo eser mako yisalam that's, it's from there that the ten plagues came forth to, to attack the Egyptians. Sheheim keneged ho'asorodamim. Corresponding, the ten plagues, which correspond to the ten types of blood. Chamisha domim tohoyrim and chamisha tmeim. Five types of kosher blood and five types of dom that's not kosher. Which the Arizal speaks about there. Because the whole concept of leaving Egypt was, was based on a purification of the bloods. Which is a purification of the nefesh, the soul. There's a passage that says, Ki hadam hu hanefesh. What this means is the elevation and the empowering of the soul to be in control over the body. That's what causes the body to become completely nullified and, and subservient. And once the body was nullified, the Egyptians, whose whole thing is body, they were also nullified because their source of spiritual nourishment was eliminated. Because the Jews succeeded in defeating and subduing the body completely. And this is why this resulted in ten plagues striking the Egyptians. Including, including darkness, the plague of darkness, and the death of the firstborn, she calls hubechinas guf. All of this, this darkness and death, is associated with the body. Whereas the Jewish people were zeche then to great light, v'chaim and life, v'toira. She calls nefesh. All of that is associated with the nefesh, with the soul. Spirituality. Because it's specifically through the blood that the Jewish people was to receive this life and light. Because the Jewish people succeeded in purifying the blood inside of themselves. Meaning, which is the nefesh. And they also empowered the soul to rise up and overpower and be in control of the body. Question in the chat, what exactly caused the Bnei Yisrael to be purified so that they merited that pure light during the plague of darkness? This was even before they made the Korban Pesach. The answer is all of the suffering that they endured in Egypt that's what purified them, that their bodies took all of these beatings, the slavery and all these suffering that they endured, that was what purified, what, what subdued the body. <clears throat> There's a famous quote in the Zohar Kodesh that just a piece of wood 
when you want to use it for firewood, if you have a piece of wood, let's say, that's smooth and regular, you have to beat it. You have to beat that piece of wood to make nicks in it and everything so that it can catch fire. It can take fire. The Zohar says a body that refuses to accept the light of the neshama, one of the ways that Hashem makes, makes it happen is by beating up that body. When the body endures Yisurim, that's what prepares it and enables it to receive the light of the neshama. Any other questions? Yes. Uh, refers to the, those who didn't want to come out of Mitzrayim, Koshi Yisrael, that they weren't, that they, they didn't uh, put the, the nefesh over the goof. It seems like, first of all, they were subjugated for a few hundred years, and that's a, a pretty tall order to think that they would be able to do that. And then to call them Koshi Yisrael, if they didn't want to come out, that sounds pretty harsh. True, it is harsh. However, remember, this is after Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron Akoyin appeared on the scene, and this is after they witnessed the ten plagues, Dam, Tzvardea, Kinim, Oroiv. They saw Hashem. They saw miracles. Miracles means they saw that Teva is nothing, that Teva the goyim, choyshech, misa, the body, that's all under that category of teva. They saw the teva defeated again and again, and they saw who Moshe Rabbeinu was, that Paroi, with all of his magicians, with all of his powers, Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron Akoyen were stronger than them in everything. And they refused to accept the authority and the guidance of Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron Akoyen. They refused to believe in Hashem and in Moshe Rabbeinu, etc., etc., that's, that's why they're called Poshe Yisrael. I'm sure if we look in the Midrashim, if we look in the sources that give us more details of what was going on, we'll see why this Tahabe earned this title, Poshe Yisrael. Anyone else? Question in the chat, but what can ensure that suffering really purifies the body? Many people become even more self-centered and unspiritual as a result of their suffering. You're right. <clears throat> the answer is emuna, Faith in Hashem, faith in tzaddikim, faith in the Torah. The more a person gets closer to Hashem. How? By getting close to tzaddikim, who are the ultimate teachers of emuna, and studies Torah properly, which infuses a person with emuna. When such a person is suffering, they accept it the right way. They take it the right way and they use it only as a means of motivating them and inspiring them to improve, to become better. I was talking to people quite a bit about what's going on recently in Eretz Yisrael. And what is this all about? What is this really all about? The, the, what Hamas did, that horrific massacre, and the, 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 we're being rocketed every day all over the place. So much fear and anxiety and trauma. So many people in hospitals, so many people dead, so many people traumatized for life. What is this really all about? It's really all about waking us up, bringing us closer to Hashem. It's a stick. Unfortunately, when we're Zeicha, we have the carrot. When we're not Zeicha, Hashem uses the stick as a wake-up call for all of us, all of us, the, from the most religious to the least religious, to know we need to do tshuva. We need to fix. There are things we need to fix. 
We need to, we need to recognize what's goof and what's nefesh, what's light and what's darkness, what's true and what's false, all of these things, and we need to make the right choices. Anyone else? said, so if we consider ourselves kind of a parallel to Yitzhak Mitzrayim, that there are people, you know, we, Prasashem, are on some level awake, and there are other people who are, unfortunately, are on some level asleep and seeing the signs and not paying attention and thinking the wrong things. Um, how do we, do, do we, do we, does that lead us towards trying to work with other people to help them to wake up, or should we really more focus on ourselves to make sure we're more awake than we were before? The answer is both. The Mishnah says in Pirkei Ovis, In order to bring other people close to Hashem, it's extremely important that we're working on the same process. I've mentioned this, that there are some people who give shurim, kiruv shurim, and they say, you, you have to do this, you have... <coughs> it's not you, it's we. We need to improve. We need to fix our brains and hearts and everything, etc., etc. It's extremely important that we are involved in that process, you know, all of us. Rabbein Azal in chapter 6 in Likut Imran, which was the shear that he gave on Shabbos Shuvah, the first Shabbos Shuvah that Rabbein Azal was with him. There Rabbein Azal addresses the topic of tshuva and tshuva on tshuva, and he makes it perfectly clear that tshuva applies to everybody, everybody. So it's a combination of all of us doing, you know, introspection, looking, seeing what we can improve. Bein odom lamokoim and bein odom lachaveiroi. In Torah, avoido and gmilas chasodim. In tshuva, in tefillah, in stoka, in all of those areas. And trying to help others in this process, including especially davening, praying for everyone else to do tshuva. We have that famous story with Noyach that's brought in the introduction to Shtabchus HaNefesh, that when Noyach came out of the ark <coughs> and he saw the mass destruction and he said to Hashem, like, now you're happy? You, you won. This is victory? And Hashem said to him, Raya Shat, you foolish shepherd. You're a shepherd. You're a leader. What, now you're talking? Where were you for the past 120 years when I gave you advance notice that this was coming? You were supposed to try to get the people. I told you to build the ark for 120 years so people will see what you're doing and they'll ask questions and they'll try to come close, you know. But that's not it. That's not enough. You were supposed to be mispalel for them also. You weren't. You weren't mispalel. It's your flood, not my flood. It's called your flood. So when we're davening, it's extremely important that we're davening collectively. We're davening for all of Klal Yisrael to be chayzer for tshuva. When we ask for refuah, we're asking for everyone that needs refuah to have refuah. When we're davening for shiduchim, for parnasa, everyone to be... That this is why the Arizal reveals this incredible secret that before a person is mispalel, especially in the morning, that your first feel a shachris, I'm making a declaration 
that I'm verbalizing this, I'm telling myself and Hashem and the whole world that I'm accepting upon myself this mitzvah of loving every Jew. And the Arizal says when a person does this, they're holding hands, they're grabbing on to all 600,000 neshamas of the Jews, where the t- Hashem promises that a tefillah of a rabbim is never rejected. A tefillah of a large group of people is never rejected. And the Arizal reveals that that pasuk in the Chumash, V'yohavto l'reyacha kamoicha ani Hashem, is bigimatria, the first letters of Shavoseinu kabel ushma tzakoseinu yodea talumois, the last line of ona b'choyach, which is one of the holiest names of Hashem. Those first letters, Shin Kuf Vav Tzadik Yud Tov, which is a super name of Hashem, which, and, and what the sentence means, Hashem, please accept our prayer, accept our screams, our cries. You who know all hidden things, you know who know exactly what's in our heart, you know, etc., etc. And Rabbein Azal taught us, to say, Hareini mekasher atzmi lechol hatzadikim amitim shebedareinu ulechol hatzadikim amitim shechner v'dash mashavatzema. That in order to empower our tefillah, in order to make a bang, a real bang, we have to attach ourselves mentally and, and verbally to all the tzadikim of our generation and all previous generations. In, in order for this process to succeed, in order for our tefillah to succeed, in order for our tshuva to succeed. Anyone else? V'zehu b'chinas zochor es hayoyim hazeh asher yitzosamim itzrayim. Now Rav Zal introduces another item that's found over there in chapter 38 in, in Likud Imran, a column A and a column B. Zikoroin versus shikha. Mem- memory, remembering versus forgetting. And when it comes to Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, that's one of these zikoroins where the Torah says, remember this day when you left Egypt. Rav Nosanzal says, take a look. Zohar Daiko, look at the term that's used, remember. Ki hanefesh hi bechina zikoroin. Because remembering is associated with the soul. And this is why we're required to remember leaving Egypt throughout our whole life. So that you will remember the day that you left Egypt throughout your whole life. Because leaving Egypt, which is a concept of the soul gaining strength over the body, that's, that's associated with zikoroin, memory, remembering, which is associated with life. There's a posuk, nishkachti kameis milev. I was forgotten, I forgot like a dead person is forgotten from the heart. So shikha is associated with death, zikoroin is associated with chayim. V'zehu laman tizkor kol And this is why it says, remember throughout your entire life. Look, the Pasik is connecting zikoroin and chayim. Baruch Hashem. We'll hold it over here for now. <coughs> 
the next part, Rav Nosson Zal is going to go into explaining a chiddush, a tremendous chiddush, that this mitzvah of cutting the oimer, harvesting the oimer, is done even on Shabbos. A person would say, like, what are you talking about? That cutting the barley is, is competing with Shabbos? And, and we do it on Shabbos? Rav Nosson Zal is going to show how, based on what we learned here, Rav Nosson Zal gave us such an incredible insight in what's going on in cutting this barley, harvesting this barley, that we'll understand why this can supersede Shabbos. This is similar, this is equal to Shabbos in a certain way, as we'll see in the next paragraph. Question. Remembering Amolek and Cheto Egel is also one of the six Zichroinahs. How's that? Because again, Amolek is synonymous with death. Amolek is the Akum, these other nations. The Jewish people are light, the other nations are darkness. Amolek is the epitome of darkness, death, shik, shik, you know, shikha. That's why it says, remember, don't forget. Because Amolek wants to instill shikha in the Jewish people. We should forget what our mission statement is, is in this world. We should forget about Hashem, chas v'shom.